Are you good? Please don't be quiet because the more you interact, the faster I will go. So, you know, we all want to get out to coffee. So let's be interactive today. Oh, that was stunning. Stunning. Great start. It's all up from here. Are you ready? So we, this year, we've called this year Reimagine, and I love that idea. I love that at this point in my life, I just turned 58, just turned 58, and I love that I can still reimagine my life. I had this thought the other day, actually, I thought, 58, if I live to, say, 88, that's another 30 years, that's a long time, people, I could do a lot in 30 years, couldn't I? So reimagine. And we've talked about, I think last week was reimagined conversation. And we've reimagined engagement. And we've reimagined other things that are all available <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> and this morning, I want to I look at reimagining our narrative. Because I'm a big believer in saying what you want to see and living a life. And having that life actually come out of my mouth and walking into that. So if I was to say to you, I oh, see, I should have set this up differently. I should have tricked you, but I'm not going to. If I was to say to you, how has this year started? Now you're all like, I'm going to say good because she's going to pick me out. You know, but I, it's a challenge, isn't it? If someone comes up to you and they say, how are you? You're like, yeah, good, okay, not bad. Say, what have you been doing? Not much. What is that with us? Not much. But I, I'm convinced this morning that there is a lot of power in what we actually say. The way that I think, the way that I speak, and the way that I see my life is really important because to me it sets the parameters of what I'm expecting. Am I expecting it to be great or am I expecting it to be eh? And I, I'd have to admit, even me, the super optimist of the planet, I struggled in the last couple of years to do that. I had a habit every morning of waking up and drives my husband insane, but I have the blinds tilted so that I can see out into the sky. He likes darkness to sleep by. He's had to adjust because I sleep on the side near the window and I want to be able to look out. I want to see the day. I want to get excited about the day as soon as I open my eyes. And I had a habit of waking, okay, you're all looking at me like I'm an alien now. I want to be able to look out and I want to immediately be grateful for the day that I'm about to walk into. And I have done that for many years. But over the last couple of years, it's kind of tough, to be honest. I kind of wake up and I go, I, I know I should be. I know it would be appropriate for me to be grateful. But I'm struggling to find that I became more careful about the way I spoke, hesitant about being excited and maybe a little bit less hopeful. Anybody else in that boat? Are you willing to admit it? Yeah. It's been challenging to remain upbeat and hopeful amidst all the uncertainty and change that's happened in the last couple of years. However, I am convinced if you want it to change, you have to start by the way that you see and speak about your life. The narrative that you wrap around your life. If the narrative around your life is wait and see, then you will be waiting and seeing. If the narrative around your life is I'm just going to get up and get into it 
Regardless, I'm going to make plans. And if they don't work out, I'm going to make more plans. And if they don't work out, I'm just going to make more plans. And I'm going to keep moving forward. Then you will keep moving forward. It's time to reimagine. Out of these last two years, it's time to reimagine the narrative. It's time to reimagine a narrative that is not just divisive, two camps, three camps, four camps. Um, it's time to just reimagine what God can and will do in your life. You know, Proverbs 18.21 says this, words kill and words give life. They're either poison or fruit. And this is the kicker, you choose. You choose. So if you want your life to be fruitful and amazing and you're looking at other people going, I don't understand how everything is working for them as nothing is working for me. It's your choice. You get to set the narrative. And it's not just about positive speaking. It's actually about setting an expectation in your heart, in your spirit, in your soul that you are actually walking into. Power of life and death is in the tongue. There are hundreds, when I research this, there are hundreds of research studies that attest to the power of a positive narrative. Being happy in life. I want to be happy in life. The alternative is not great. Who wants to be happy in life? I want to be happy in life. I want to have great relationships. Who wants to have great relationships? Yeah, me too. Enjoy your job. Who wants to enjoy their job? I mean, you spend a lot of time there. Let's enjoy it. Who wants to enjoy their job? Conquering that study. Anyone studying here at the moment and it's just a little bit of a slog? Kate Johnson, I'm looking straight at you. Um, you know, we want to enjoy that because it's only for a season. And the way that we talk about it and the way that we approach it becomes the way that we experience it. Now, I was doing well. But then I allowed myself to slip into a bit of a bad habit. Who can admit sometimes they slip? Not, not today, but sometimes in the past you've slipped into bad habits. Three of us, that's awesome. And I, I started to reflect what was going on around me. Read the news, reflect it. Read the news, reflect it. Look at social media, reflect it. I became a reflector of what was happening in the world because I was consumed by it and I was consuming it. Rather than being a reflection of hope, of future and of purpose and the life that I have found in following Jesus. I mean, it's a choice, isn't it? I can choose what I want to reflect. I can choose what I want to immerse myself in. I can choose the way that I am. So for me, in a world that is in crisis, it doesn't need another person who's simply reflecting that. It actually needs someone who is full of hope, who is full of purpose, who is moving forward, who is saying that things are possible, not impossible. Because we live in a culture that embraces primarily the negative narrative. We do. And that's okay. I mean, you just have to watch the news, read the news, scroll through social media. And it's not only negative anymore, it's becoming increasingly more critical. Critical. But here's the good news. You are in control of the narrative of your life. And at any point, you can reimagine what that looks like. I love that. And even a small change in the way that you speak about your life. So, you know, maybe you've been a little bit negative. Even a small change 
can make a huge difference. You know, there's a, a thing that if you make a one degree, a thing, I'm so scientific. There's a thing that if you make a one degree sort of change here, as it goes on, it becomes exponentially larger. If you make a one degree um, change in your trajectory on the journey, it makes an, a, a huge difference. So even going from like, my life sucks, and not that anyone would ever say that in this room or online ever, but you know, potentially, just hypothetically, if you have ever said, my life sucks, if you just change it to something like, I'm going to make it better. I'm, go I'm going to make this better. It can make a huge difference. And sometimes we don't make the change... At, uh, sorry. Sometimes we don't make the change because we feel confined and constricted, and to actually make even the smallest change seems overwhelming. But can I encourage you, the smallest change in a week, in a month, in a year, in five years, in 10 years, makes the biggest, biggest difference. There's a professor of psychology at Stanford University called Dr. Carol Dweck. Dweck. And she is known for her work on mindset. And she's quoted as saying this, small shifts in mindset can trigger a cascade of changes so profound that they test the limits of what seems possible. Do you want me to read that again? Small shifts in mindset, so little shifts, can trigger a cascade of changes so profound that they test the limits of what seems possible. So just a small shift in the way that you see something, in the way that you speak about something, it actually has a flow-on effect. So if we're just talking about maybe our job and we start talking more positively about it and then that can flow onto your family and your relationships and your life and it can make a major change just by making one small shift. So this morning I'm not asking you to go from negative 300 to positive 675,000. Just one degree, one degree, one simple change in the way that you speak. So reimagine the narrative around your life and your future starts again with just some small, simple shifts. And it's more about, it's more about your focus, you know, like it's not about spouting something unrealistic and un unattainable. It's not about going, okay, I'm, I'm out of work and I have nothing, but tomorrow I'm going to live in a castle in Scotland. I mean, that's potentially possible in someone's dream. But, I mean, realistically, that's a big jump, isn't it? So it's, it's about your focus. So I'm focusing on this. I'm moving towards this. It's not a... I mean, back in the day, they used to call it name it and claim it. You'd name it and claim it. I'm just going to name it. It'll be mine. No, it's about focusing. It's about having faith for your life and looking at where you want to end up and adjusting your trajectory so that you get there. So you've got to focus on good things. You know, good stories are food for the soul. We start every staff meeting we have on a Monday with good stories. Why? Because they're food for our soul. If you're part of a life group here, we start life group with good stories. Why? Because they're food for our soul. 
Good stories. I love good stories. I would much rather have a good story than a bad story. So maybe look for good stories in your day. Maybe it's as basic. If you travel Bridge Street from one end to the other often, of actually getting two green lights in a row. I mean, that is something to celebrate. If you are on the opposite end of that, you know what I mean if you have travelled Bridge Street from one end to the other, especially if you are running late. Seems to be something that happens in the red lights when they know that I'm running late. But it's a good story. I, instead of getting every red light, I got half the the green lights. You never know, you might get all of them. You might get all of them. It might be finishing that project ahead of time. That's a good story. It might be getting your teenager to remember to empty the dishwasher. Or if that's too much of a stretch, putting their dishes in it (laughs) instead of on it. Seems to be some sort of disconnect. That's a good story. You know, I've told this many times, but I used to tell our kids that I would always hide the Christmas presents in the dishwasher because they would never find it. (laughs) Small steps. Small steps. How you see your life and your circumstances and even yourself is critical in how you experience life. You know, in Scripture, there's a story of the spies that go into Canaan to spy out the land that God has promised to them. They've traveled a long way. They've fought many battles and they get to the land that has been promised to them. And they send spies out to come back and tell them about all the amazingness of the land that God has promised them that they're about to to walk into. It's in Numbers 13. And every account, they can see how amazing it is. It's probably beyond what they could have ever imagined. They reported that it flowed with milk and honey. Well, I've been to a lot of great places, but I've not been anywhere where it flows with milk and honey. Never, ever. I think that would be great. They brought back grapes so big that they had to shoulder a pole between a couple of men to carry them. Now, I've had good grapes, and I'm an appreciator of good grapes. Never had I had to come home from beach rosters with a pole on my shoulder and call Chris and say, come to the car. The grapes are so big today, I need you to help me. Never. So it was pretty amazing. It was all that they dreamed of, and it was their promise to them. And this is the narrative of most of them. Most of them. This is what they came back. So they all saw the same thing. They all saw the grapes. They all saw the milk and honey. They talked about how amazing it was. They all saw the same thing. The narrative of most of them. The men of the land are great of great stature. And we are like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so are we in theirs. Okay. Now, did the huge men of the land... Say to them, Sam, that's hilarious. Sam, you are like a grasshopper in my sight. How hilarious would that be, me telling Sam? If you don't know Sam, Sam is way, way taller than me. (laughs) Did they say that to them? No, it was a narrative that they created out of their fear. They feared that. They felt small. Who's ever been in a circumstance or a situation that looked great and then all of a sudden you feel really small? And it's not actually because someone has told you that you are. It's the narrative that you create around the circumstance or situation and you become small in your own eyes because of the narrative that you've created. Their own narrative convinced them that they were hopeless and small and helpless. 
and all they could see were the obstacles. I've been in those circumstances where I've really believed for something and it's, it's coming towards me and I'm walking into it and then all of a sudden there's an obstacle. And if you're not careful, all you see is the obstacle and you focus on it and it determines the narrative that you have. It determines the way you see the opportunity. The opportunity's there, but all of a sudden there's maybe a giant in the way. And we need that audacious faith and that positive narrative to push us through it. Caleb had a different narrative. This was his narrative. So he listened to the men talk about how they felt like grasshoppers and the people thought they were grasshoppers. But Caleb said this, I love Caleb. Let's go up at once and take possession of it because we certainly can. So what did he see? He saw the obstacle, but he didn't focus on the obstacle. He actually saw the opportunity. He's like, yes, yes, all that. Yep, 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 absolutely. They were huge, big men. But let's go. Let's do it. Let's... So the narrative that he wove around his life was one of faith and opportunity and moving forward. And I want that. I want that. I want that narrative in life. I want the narrative, I want them to write on my, do they still have headstones? On my headstone. They said she couldn't, but she did. She did. I always want to be that person in the room that is like, no, we can. Come on, we can. There's got to be a solution. There's got to be a way through this. I want to be that person. Do you want to be that person? Or do you want to just be with the crowd who go, oh my goodness, they were so big and we felt so small. So even though God's given it to us, we can't do it. I don't want to be that. That's yuck. I want to be, I want to be the one that says, let's do it. Let's go. You know, I don't want to be the negative one. So I've got three practical things that we're going to race through in seven minutes that we can do to change our narrative. Are you in? Do you want to walk out of here going, life is awesome, there are sure, there are some obstacles, there are some challenges, but I'm up for it, I'm up for the journey, I'm going to walk through it, I'm going to come out the other side and it's going to be more amazing than I even imagined it could be. Excellent, let's go. So the first thing is this, navigate the negative. Now it can be really challenging for us Aussies, can be. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. What do you know? Not much. Where are you going? Not far. I mean, everything is not. Not, 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 not. It's true. And I know we're not trying to be negative, but how about we flip it and don't, and, and navigate that negative. You can't, you can't totally eradicate. I'm not talking about living in la-la land, euphoria. There's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be obstacles, but you can choose to navigate it. And one of the ways we navigate it is what, by what we put into our lives. I'm sorry. The news. I just skim it now. I just skim it. I, I need to know what's happening in the world, yes, but I do not need somebody else's opinion on what is happening in the, new, in the, in the world. I just skim it. Social media. If you are a negative Nancy or a knocking Nigel, I'm sorry. I'm not reading your posts. I'm not liking your posts. I don't want to fill my life with the negative. 
I actually find that by the time I've read through my social media in in the morning and read through my emails and read through the news, I'm just about ready to go back to bed. How about you? So I've had to navigate it. Gloomy Gordons, I thought was a good one. Anybody got any gloomy Gordons in their life? The bearers of gloom and doom? Gloomy Gordons and negative Nancys. I'm sorry if your name is Nancy or, or, or Gordon. I'm not having a go at you. It just went well. The alliteration went well. Make sure you have a good balance of positive pollies and happy Henrys. I like that. Life-giving people in your life. Make sure you do. Everybody's got, you know, if you work in a workplace, there's always one or two or three who are negative. But there's always one that isn't. And if there isn't, how about you be that one? You be that one. You know, we were called to be the light of the world, not the gloom and doom, not the reflectors of social media. We were called to be the light of the world. And I want to challenge you today. Navigate the negative be that light. If there's someone already in your workplace or, or your home or your school or your uni that is the light, well then join with them and make the light a little bit brighter. Make the positive a little bit better. Number two, find your focus. Focus on what you want. What do you want? You know, and if, I'm sure if I said to many people, if, if you ask me sometimes, what do you want? I would say, well, I don't know, I don't really know. Well, then you will never hit it. If you don't know what you want, then you're never going to hit it. You're not going to accidentally stumble over it. Oh, oh, it found it. No. Find your focus. This is what I want my life to look like. This is what I want my marriage to look like. This is what I want my family to look like. This is what I want my finances to look like. And then make a small shift in those areas And you will be amazed at what changes. Don't obsess on what can go wrong. Something can always go wrong. There's always going to be an obstacle. I have found that the things that I have had to fight for, the things that I've had to struggle with, the things that I have had to overcome are always the things that make me better and bigger and stronger. If we never had to wrestle with anything, we'd still be babies. And we don't want to be that. We want to be the light of the world. Focus on the opportunities. If you can find the obstacle, you can find the opportunity. So find your focus. Number three, tell good stories. We talked about this, but I want to talk about it again. What sort of stories do you tell people? Well, that's a little bit challenging, isn't it? What sort of stories do you tell people? My son Ruben is a very good storyteller. Very good. You should spend time with him. He tells great stories. Very good storyteller. But what sort of stories do you tell? I love his stories because they're always adventures. We're always having adventures. What sort of stories do you tell people? When you talk to them, are you just simply regurgitating what you've seen on social media, TikTok, the news, what you've heard, what someone else said, maybe a little bit of gossip about someone or a rumour that you've heard? No, 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 no. There's a psychological phenomenon called the Pygmalion effect. And it's this, for better and for worse, the stories we tell about people tend to become true. So if I know someone and I want you to meet them, And I say, have you met my friend Micah? Micah is an exceptional young man. He's going to hate this, but it's all true. Micah is an exceptional young man. 
He just has an exceptional heart. He's kind. He's fun. I know you haven't met him yet, but when you meet Micah, he's a standout. What are you expecting when you meet Micah? You're expecting all the things that I've just said. And even if he's in a bad mood that day, which I've never seen him in a bad mood, but even if he's in a bad mood that day, you're like, oh, well, but Sue said. So I'm still expecting to see that. It's a Pygmalion effect. People, think, people become what you say. Now, if I was to say, oh, I have to pick on you, darling, because you've got the broader shoulders. Have you met my husband? He could be mean sometimes. These are all lies, just by the way. Um, if I speak badly about him, which I wouldn't because he's amazing, but if I speak badly about him, what do you expect when you meet him? You expect him to be not very nice. He's not. You'd be surprised when you meet him if I said that because he's amazing. But so what we say, the stories we tell about people tend to become true. It's actually studies have been done when teachers are cued to think good things about the students before they met them, teachers in the house. <laughs> Those students do better, even if the teachers don't say what they're thinking out loud. When people are told, you're the kind of person who performs well under pressure, before doing a high-stress task, their performance goes up by 33%. So if you're facing an obstacle and I say to you, you are the kind of person that is going to shine in this situation. You are going to just, you're going to eat this challenge up. You are going to walk through this, walking on sunshine. Your performance without any change to your ability, research would state, goes up by 33%. Is that not amazing? The power of our narrative is amazing. Stories change brains and behaviour. The lesson here is this, practice telling good stories, even just in your own head, about your spouse, about your kids, about your boss, about your colleagues, about your friends, about yourself. And you'll find that when you change the story, you're telling about them they will actually change too. Is that good? Is that helpful today? Three questions to finish on. Because, you know, it's good to reflect. It's good to hear a message that is good. I think this was a good message. Reimagine the narrative around your life. But it's also, it's better to make it a great message. It means you need to apply it to your life. So sitting there in your seats this morning, where do you need to navigate the negative with your narrative? Where are you being negative in your life about a circumstance or a situation or a person or a relationship? And you need to navigate that and maybe change it by just one degree. In what areas do you need to find your focus and look beyond the situation you're approaching? Maybe you're in a circumstance and, a, and you're believing for the best, but all of a sudden an obstacle has come up and you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. This obstacle looks like a giant to me. I'm, I'm not sure how to get around it. Well, can I encourage you? Focus beyond it. My husband um, taught me when we were driving, because he's a very good driver, and I'm an excellent driver too, but he's much better. But, you know, I would be, I'm the sort of driver that I see a pothole in the road and I'm trying to avoid it because I'm looking at it. 
Who knows that when you are looking at it, then that's where your focus is. You will hit it 99% of the time. And He taught me, don't focus on that, focus past it. If you're taking a bend in, in, in the road, maybe you're taking a bend in life, a corner, don't focus on the corner, focus where you want to be. So what circumstance or situation or what area do you need to find your focus in this morning? And last one, who can you encourage this week by highlighting a good story about them? Who can you encourage this week? Simply, it doesn't have to be icky, sticky, long-winded, write them a letter stuff. It can be, you did a great job. That was great. That was awesome. You're so good at this. You've so got this. You know, when you introduce people, I've made it a habit when I introduce people to other people. I don't just say, ah, this is my friend, Jordan. I say, this is my friend, Jordan. You're going to love Jordan. He's such a great guy. He just serves beyond what is reasonable. He's amazing. He can talk to anyone. He could talk underwater. He's such a friendly guy. You're going to love Jordan. And then I leave. And Jordan talks. But make a, make a habit of doing that. Highlighting the good. Because you know what it does? It trains your brain to see and pick out the good in people. So who can you do that to? If, I was, if it was me, because I love a challenge, find the most annoying, frustrating, gloomy Gordon or negative Nancy in your workplace or in your street and say something good to encourage them this week. Is that good? Are you good? Awesome. Are you encouraged? Reimagine the, na- the narrative in your life.